lay back, it's all been done before. And if you could only let it be, you would say, I like you the way you are. When we're driving in your car and you're talking to me one on one, but you become somebody else around everyone else. You're watching your back like you can't relax. You're trying to be cool. You look like a fool to me. Tell me why do you have to go and make things so complicated? I see the way you're acting like somebody else gets me frustrated. Life's like this. You fall and you crawl and you break and you take what you get and you turn it into. Honestly, you promise me I'm never gonna find you fake it. Hi guys, how are you doing? It's exactly 8.34 p.m. on this Wednesday evening. I wouldn't say late night. It's not late night yet. It's still, it's still, it's still evening, you know, it's still evening. And um, I'd kind of, uh, I'd made a decision that, you know, I'll kind of uh, do one day of recording and the next day I'll kind of edit it. Because, you know, if you're speaking for about like 50 to 55 minutes, it takes a lot of your energy. You know, I know it's it's speaking and you're not con- you're not kind of uh, constructing a building or into construction uh, or using any kind of physical energy, but the amount of mental energy that you use while doing a show, talking for 50 to 55 minutes continuously, uh, it takes a lot of energy. So it's like, hey, man, I can either be I can either speak on the show or I can be an editor. You know, I can't do both the things at the same time because it involves a lot of writing, narration, etc. So it kind of, you know, I decided, okay, you know, let's kind of, uh, uh, let's kind of uh, separate it, uh, like have uh, one day of uh, recording and the next day of editing it. But today I'm going to do both of it together because I'm already late. Um, uh, and I want to release, I want to kind of publish this, sh- uh, this episode uh, today. So I hope you're doing well. That was a confession that I made, you know. That's a kind of confession that I made right now to all my listeners, whoever you are, the one, two, or three of you all, you know. That was a confession of how I roll. Like you go to a church and make a confession, Father, forgive me for I have sinned, but those sins are different. But this is a sin of delaying my episodes. And I hate being off time. You know, I like to kind of release something that I promise to do it. And then it doesn't happen. It really bothers me a lot. It bothers me, man. It bothers me. Anyways, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. This is Merle Classo bringing my uh, newest episode, whatever the number is. Um, I have a few things to talk about. And I said, you know, okay, let's kind of uh, take this opportunity to kind of uh, go through a few things that I want to speak about. Uh, the, the most important thing is I kind of watched David Blaine, the magician, right? How do we know David Blaine? Mr. David Blaine. How do we all know David Blaine as a magician? So today afternoon, uh, I kind of watched a few glimpses. I didn't go to the whole three hours uh, kind of... uh, He had this whole event, you know, wherein he took 52 helium-filled balloons and then he uh, climbed up up into the sky. Uh, I think he went up uh, 18,000 feet into the sky with the help of 52 helium-filled balloons. And this happened today afternoon. Um, So I know David Blaine, like what really shocked me of David Blaine's uh, magic if you talk about magic uh, it's when he removed you know he put a he put one frog in his mouth and he removed he removed like five or six frogs from his mouth so that was like uh, that was that was mysterious it was an illusion you know how could he do it that that frog thing I think you must see it I'm sure it's available on YouTube I I watched uh, one of his shows and I kind of uh, seen that and it was in it was it was Brilliant. I mean, that was a clever act, you know, when he took out frogs from his um, mouth. I wonder where he saved those uh, those frogs, and I have no idea. But the thing that he did today, like today afternoon, I looked at a few glimpses. I saw him going up uh, like 18,000 feet. Brilliant, man. It's a stunt. It's, it's a good stunt. It's a nice stunt, you know, nice, colorful 52 helium balloons up in the sky. 
releases his parachute at about 18,000 feet and then comes uh, comes down landing so brilliant it looked excellent it looked like daring you know something that uh, i don't think i can do it you know i'm going to be i'm not f- afraid of heights but i would not do such a thing you know it would really scare the hell out of me definitely so that was definitely daring i mean you need guts to do it but i wouldn't i wouldn't now what i know david blaine for is his he's a magician he performs magic you know in front of people and magic what what it's supposed to be it's supposed to be mysterious it's supposed to be paranormal it's supposed you know it makes people ask questions like how did he do it like how did those fr- he put one frog in his mouth but how did five or six frogs come out of his mouth you know it makes you think it makes you it makes you feel like you know it makes you feel uh, drops your jaw you know down completely so that's what magic is all about what he did this afternoon i would never kind of uh, classify it as a magic why because he took all the safety precautions to go up there he had a parachute which was uh, locked into his backpack uh he had a team of people to really help him go up 18000 feet and then uh, and then kind of land so i'm uh, it's not it's not an impossible it's not an impossible stunt you know it's like if you have the team and people there are so many people out there who can really do it and i i i, I mean i really appreciate david blaine for his uh his daringness his endurance you know his strength his, his fearless you know to go up and do what he did but i would not call it a magic i just call it a stunt you know i, I, I would call that particular episode a magic if he had disappeared like 10000 feet above while he was going up and if he suddenly disappeared like at 10000 feet that would be magic that would be mysterious that would be paranormal that would be an illusion like where the hell this guy go went you know it would be clever but if he just kind of went up and then came down um i'm not saying everyone can do it i can't do it no i don't have i'm not so fearless i'm not uh, so daring i can't do stunts but my basic question is is david blaine a magician and i know he's a magician because i've seen a lot of magic or he's a stunt man you know he needs to choose one one thing if he had disappeared like at 10000 feet or 12000 feet hey man you're a magician but if you just went up then came down hey man you're just a stunt man you know for for that particular thing that you did today afternoon so it's just my question you know is david blaine a magician or is he a stunt man you know as simple as that whatever i know i may get a beating for saying this but i love david uh david blaine's uh magic the magic that he performs i love it i have nothing against it especially the frog thing that he does oh my god everyone must check that you know nothing like it like you you just can't compete with that i mean it's one of the best things um yeah so uh, that was something that i just watched and i was wondering hey man that's the that's that's great you know um uh, it's good it's daring it's a stunt but it's not a magic it didn't take me it didn't blow my mind when it comes to a magic but anyways um so um i was like uh, uh, i i happened to i happened to come across uh, bts uh their new song and it was a few few days back i believe it's just uh, it's it's billboard uh, top 100 or something i believe it's the top uh, the the number 1 on billboard uh, top 100 hot 100 list which is which is brilliant i mean a north korean uh, you know the entire team of seven uh, seven singers i i know none of the names i just know them as a band called bts south koreans uh they sang so many songs which were in the south korean language and um it was something that we didn't understand but it kind of you know uh music is a universal language you don't need to understand the language to really enjoy it and that's how i always enjoyed bts's song the young the, they got the music they got the dance they got the group kind of work the teamwork that they do brilliant you know but now when they came out with um a kind of a, um an english um, kind of make i kind of like these guys man i mean this is their first english song which i would play definitely as we get along but i want to know more about these guys you know they're really good and when it comes to uh music 
you don't need to really understand a language to be able to enjoy it. That's what I've learned, you know, as of now. After after listening to a few BDS's um, soundtracks, the South Korean team, man, they're doing good. All right, so um, I was actually uh, also. I'm very. I would never do uh, something like I would never really. Uh, you know, I, I like traveling. I like traveling, but I don't, uh, I like traveling to places. I have a lot of problem with the journey that it takes to reach there. Like, you know, I would not, I don't like those plane rides. I don't like those bus rides. I don't like those train rides. I really get bored. I just want to reach the destination. Say, for instance, I'm going to Paris or I'm going to Italy or whatever. You know, I just want to reach Italy without making that trip of, you know, those flights and sleeping at the airport and then, you know, waiting. I hate that. So when I, well, when I learned about this bus ride that has, uh, that is, that was inaugurated, um, I think uh, the entrepreneurs are from India. Uh, this is a bus ride from Delhi to London. Now Delhi is in India, London of course, uh, which is one of the longest bus routes in the world, supposedly, as of now. Of course, there's going to be many other rides maybe ahead in time, but for now, uh, Delhi to London is the longest bus route in the world, and it's like it takes about 70 days by bus. For me, it's like, nope, man, nope, not me. I'm not taking that ride because I can all, already feel my back and neck hurting, um, and first and foremost, I hate the travel, the journey, like I just want to kind of sit in a capsule and reach the destination. I love traveling. I love kind of sightseeing, stuff like that. But I hate the journey. So this trip is already giving me a nightmare. But I'm sure there's a niche, you know, there's, there's, there are people who are going to take this ride. But what I really appreciate about this uh, Delhi to London thing, man, is the, is the, is the idea creative idea you know people sitting there and just thinking hey man uh how about this idea you know how about having people travel from delhi to london by bus for 70 days do you think this would happen that is what the catch is you know that is what that is what you know i appreciate about this concept i'm not a customer for this concept i'm not going to be the customer ever but the idea, you know, the, the, the faith in your project and the, uh, the, the belief that, you know, there is a market for such a thing, brilliant, man. That is something that I would definitely appreciate. So, of course, uh, the Delhi to London bus ride, which is for 70 days, it would, it would bypass um, 18 countries. So you need 10 visas as per what I've been reading. Uh, it, and it go, it's going to cost around 15,000 euros. That's about $18,000, you know, to get, really get that, which is, which is a huge amount. Now, I was listening to the entrepreneurs, you know, talking about this project and how they came up with the idea. Brilliant, man. I mean, I really appreciate the creative idea of, you know, just sitting there and thinking, hey, man, we'll, we'll do such a thing. It's possible, you know, which never happened. Now, if you take a flight from Delhi, to London, it's about nine to ten hours flat by flight, but doing it by bus uh, is like about seventy days. And it seems uh, so. These entrepreneurs says that you know there are recliners on the bus. Uh, there are twenty people who can uh, be accommodated in the bus, and um, the recliners are not one eighty degrees. Like you, it's not going to be flat, but it's going to be about one forty eight degrees so look at the precision you know there's 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 detailing there's detailing to everything and then they say that um uh it's going to start i believe next year because of the pandemic it's not beginning this year and so the total amount of journey like in the total uh kilometers is about twenty thousand kilometers which is about twelve thousand four hundred and twenty seven miles from delhi to london that's how much you're going to cover it's going to it's going to go across six continents uh, that is Myanmar, Thailand, China, Central Asia, Europe, which covers Belgium and Poland, and it seems uh, they're going to be. There's going to be a lot of uh, planned trips, you know, stops, so you can kind of look around, which could be meeting pandas in Chengdu or walking the Great Wall uh, of China, night stays at luxury hotels, visited Moscow, day cruise in the Caspian Sea, 
which is like, you know, so uh, what I see from the detailing about this whole uh, travel itinerary is um, it's, it's not it's not only going to be it's not going to be sitting in the bus and you go from Delhi to London. You're going to sightsee. You're going to stay in hotels. You're going to st- there's going to be a lot of stopovers. But 70 days is a lot, man. It's more than two months. Like, man, two months. Like the only time I would like to do such a trip if I'm if, if I'm sponsored is during a pandemic. Like I would not waste business time and business, uh, you know, uh, work as usual kind of time uh, on a travel tip for 70 days. I would not do that. I would do it during a pandemic because, you know, everything is slow. So how about that? But then you can't do it during pandemic because pandemic is not it's not just in one place. The whole world is affected by the pandemic. So there's no point really traveling because everything is going to be closed. So uh, I like the concept. I like the idea. I'm never going to do it. Never, ever. I don't plan to. I don't have the funds, first and foremost, to do it. Neither do I have a good back and a good neck to be able to tolerate this ride. No way. I prefer the 9 to 10 hours of Delhi to London to do that rather than, you know, the whole thing and it seems um, it's going to be 68 days from Delhi to London the next two days would be the 70 days is plus two days would be sightseeing in in the United Kingdom capital that's London of course Um, I'm sure there's a niche for this it's not that you know these guys these Indian entrepreneurs are just going to be hey man it's not uh, it's not fees, uh, you know, they've just created this idea because there's no market for it. I'm sure they've done their research and I'm sure there's a market for it. It's just that I can never be one of the customers. People like me, you know, can never do such a thing. That's what I, that's what I think. I don't know about you, you know. I would love to know someone who wants to do such a trip, really want to know someone, you know. Anyways, I don't care who you are, where you're from, don't care what you do, as long as you love me, baby. Who you are, where you're from, what do you do, as long as you love me. Who do you are? Where you're from? What do you do? As long as you love me. I think I got the lyrics wrong of that song. No, there's something wrong that I said. Anyways, um, right. So I wanted to. Uh, okay, now uh, Sushant Singh Rajput. Okay, he is. Um, I just want to talk a little bit about him because. He's been on my mind for a pretty long time. Rest in peace to the guy, Sushant Singh Rajput. It's really heartbreaking to have a 33-year-old, a young actor, just pass by. And uh, uh, for those who don't know, uh, Sushant Singh Rajput was, is, is a 33-year-old Bollywood actor, was a 33-year-old Bollywood actor, uh, who on June 14th was found uh, was found dead in his bedroom and for many people who loved him and who he talked to and for who he wrote emails to or contacted over the phone for the past uh, uh, for the past months you know for the before his death all of them and the entire public like you know majority of the population in India and around the world are uh, have uh, launched a campaign which is called Justice for Shushant Singh Rajput because they think that his death was a murder. It was not a suicide because it was declared by the police that it is suicide. And like he killed himself by hanging and uh, it was declared a suicide. Now, the thing is, there's an entire campaign uh, just like, you know, the campaign that was uh, launched for uh, George Floyd where whole of the United States and all over the world, people kind of asked for justice for George Floyd. Now, George Floyd was, of course, it was so, it was heartbreaking to see the way he died, but it was filmed. It was all on camera. 
So people had proof, they had evidence. What's happening with Sushant Singh Rajput is he came, he was a middle class boy, okay? He started off he started off uh, he came to Bombay uh, to make a career in Bollywood in Hindi in the Indian film industry. He started off living with seven to eight roommates in a small house and then he got he got a uh, he got a role as a background dancer and then he got some television uh, program to be a side actor you know so he slowly kind of made his way into a superstar so in a few years like it didn't take him time as well you know he start maybe just like about 10 years he was a superstar in bollywood so people in india and all over the world they really kind of relate to him because he, he had a very small middle class upbringing you know and they see they see themselves in him i see myself in him like if someone you know who 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 was able to achieve this you know start really small and become so big that's respect you know he makes you he makes you think that there's no dream that's not that's not possible just dream work towards it and you get it he makes you feel that that's what that's what he ignited you know among the people in india and all over the world and uh, and because of that because of that uh and because of his popularity he had money he had fame he had name and he was like he was uh he was he was doing everything that he was doing you know before his death so how suddenly you know you just find him dead in his room and so there's a lot of there's a lot of kind of talk that it's not murder so this whole thing about whether it's a suicide or a murder is kind of uh, being talked about all over the world especially in india uh, now the thing is in case of george floyd everything was filmed it was on camera but in case of sushant singh rajput it was behind closed doors so really there's no evidence there's a lot of uh, i think there's a whole cbi inquiry that is happening investigation officers by the central government ordered by the supreme court is kind of you know looking into this case and doing the investigations all i'm asking is justice for sushant singh rajput because the guy he he didn't deserve that kind of death it was really pathetic based on some photos that have been released it didn't look like suicide there's a, there is a, there is a lot of uh, inputs coming out from the investigation that he was drugged you know without his knowledge um that's what some some um, some kind of uh, people are saying that you know he was drugged um without his knowledge and then he got addicted to those drugs and he started taking it um and then he was falsely told you know uh that he was depressed and made feel anxious etc so uh, there's a whole i don't know whether it's a conspiracy or what's the truth really behind it but i just want to say is you know i hope the guy gets justice because that he was a nice guy man he looked good he was he was a good actor talented an engineering student you know who really went to movies so he was he was really uh, he was really smart intelligent and talented and what's being said is that the bollywood industry you know the top notch people they were really jealous about him you know about a, a nobody really becoming a somebody and they were uh, they were they afraid that he could take their positions he could take their he could take their jobs and kind of be number one so since they couldn't compete with the guy they decided to just kind of do away with him you know kill him that's what has been talked about but there are two sides to it whether it was suicide or murder no one really knows you know so hope i'm really praying so hard because i really feel bad for his family as well you know he was he was a son after four four daughters and uh, i i don't know what the family is going through because it's really really difficult so i just i just want him to get justice and i'm really praying so hard because it really is heartbreaking you know seeing such a talented guy really just die just like that um so i i see a lot of you know it's like we need to give this guy justice that's what people think so that we don't wake up to the screaming of the lambs we don't wake up to the screaming of the lambs if we can give justice to this one guy maybe we'll give justice to every dream out there you know who wants to make it big somewhere whichever industry it is whether it is bollywood whether it's hollywood whether it's it's in business whether it's uh, maybe anything you know 
uh, if they want to start small you don't have to need you don't need to have money you don't need to have a godfather to really be able to get there that's what we want to kind of promote and that's what that's what the middle class want you know justice for sushant singh rajput is trending because they don't want to wake up to this to the screaming of the lambs they want to give justice to the one guy so that every dreamer you know gets justice can go where he wants to go and that's what's all that's what it is all about um uh, and this campaign has gone so far that uh, if uh, many people in india and around the world who watch bollywood movies there's going to be a whole boycott movement of this of bollywood movies you know uh, if uh, if there is no outcome to this investigation so i don't know what's happening with that man but it's really serious it's really very 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 serious you know uh stopy gets he gets what he deserves but, but all i want to say is you know i hope he's not dead <laughs> sometimes i get this weird kind of feeling uh maybe he's just not dead he might just come up from somewhere hey man i'm not dead that was not my body you know i hope i hope it's something like that I hope hope something like that happens anyways um i was uh, just getting a little philosophical here not philosophy in the way i think about it it's someone else's philosophy that i want to read because i came across this um, oscar wilde's f- uh famous saying you know he says that if you know what you want to be then you become it that is your punishment so you should not really know what you want to be you know uh it's your punishment but if you never know what you can do be uh, it, if if you never know then you can be anything because that's what he says that's where the reward is because you know uh say for instance if you want to be a general you want to be a general a politician or a judge you become it that is your punishment because you know you'll kind of get the education or whatever but if you never know what you want to be if you uh if you just kind of um, you just kind of live a dynamic life you know each day because you're just unsure what you are and what you know and you will never become anything and that is your reward so it's it you won't become what you know you can always think of becoming politician a general or a judge and that's that that's what he Oscar Wilde says it's a punishment it's what he what he's trying to say is it's good to really never know you know it's good that we uh, uh, to never know because that's where creativity flows and that's that's what the point that i want to get to because i like the saying it i just came across it somewhere and i was like um uh you know uh, he says that uh, we, people are not nouns we we treat ourselves as nouns but it's good to be a verb all your life you're just doing you're just creating you just it's 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 your way of operating you know it's not it's not the same way always so uh, i love that saying i love that saying by oscar wilde it's so creative man um like he says we are not nouns we are verbs uh because life is an evolution we just can't be someone all the time you know it is about verbing you just have to keep learning you have to keep growing in the process and that's what you know when people ask like what do you want to do when you grow up or where do you see yourself 10 years from now can be answered by the simple quote by Oscar Wilde you know uh I, what i i guess i would next time someone asked me this question that i get quite often i would say i'd be verbing not nouning you know because i think it's a good it's a good saying of course it's not my philosophy i'm not a philosopher i can't be a philosopher i can't think i don't have that wisdom you know that thought process but i like this uh, this quote you know it's good to be it's good to not know what you want to be you know because that's where creativity lies and that's a great saying by Oscar Wilde but anyways there's also a great saying that don't become a philosopher before you become rich because no one listens to a poor philosopher which is so true that really makes me laugh man it's like don't be a philosopher don't become a philosopher be- before you become rich because no one listens to a poor, poor philosopher so 
uh, kind of makes sense, but uh, but I think there were there were philosophers who were poor and they made they made big name, you know. I have no idea. Okay, I'll be yawning. I'm a kind of am I bored with my own kind of show? No, not really. <laughs> not really, man. Not really. Not really. Not really. Not really. Okay, I'm just looking at the trending topics. Okay, trending topic says. Um, Okay, there's a lot of crap here. I wonder what why uh why Kim Jong Un is trending on Twitter right now. I have no idea. I wonder where the guy is, man. I haven't seen him for quite some time. Uh and the trend doesn't say that he's uh he's uh whether he's alive or dead or whatever, you know? It's just something else. But I wonder where this guy Kim Jong Un is really. I have no idea. I have no idea. I've got one hand in my pocket and the other one's waving a taxi cab. Justice, justice. I'm just I'm just tired, you know. I mean, I know, you know, it is so the society is so unequal. There's so much of inequality. Continuously demanding injustice. Injustice is we're continuously demanding justice for the injustices like skin color, race, based on race, based on skin color, based on position, based on power, based on money. I'm just tired, believe me, I'm just tired of demanding justice for anyone. Like, I've been kind of following this trend, justice for Sushant Singh Rajput, the guy who was talking about. And I'm just tired, just, and I just imagine that if I'm just tired, imagine people who really are the victims of these injustice, you know, what they may be going through. It's it's really sad. It's really sad. And then uh and then who who are these people who uh who do these who do these acts of injustices? It's people, you know? We're killing each other actually, basically. People killing each other. It's not it's not a tiger or it's not a lion or it's not a crocodile who's doing that injustice to us. It's basically people being mean to other people, people going after other people. You know? We can't save ourselves and we go out like, you know, saving the planet. We're killing each other. And I'm really tired of asking for justice because I think Justice is something that is so normal. Like you live and let live. Like it's a basic, simple concept. I don't know why we are just after hungry behind each other's, you know. Uh, and uh, there's so much of disparity and so much of um, uh, difference in the way each one is treated, depending on who they are. So I was actually watching... Um, I was watching this part of comedy by uh, George Carlin. Of course, he's a very he's, he's this is a very controversial bit where he talks about saving the planet. Very controversial. You might not agree with me. I didn't agree with a few bits, but I love the guts of this guy to speak about it. You know, like as I was saying, like you know, we 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 are out there to save the planet, but the planet has been for billions and billions of years, and it has been there forever. You know who's really killing each other? We humans. We humans are really killing each other, going after each other by through all these injustices, you know. But being mean to each other, whatever we are doing with each other. So uh so this is this is the bit that I wanted to kind of play uh by comedian George Collins. It's a stand up uh it's a stand up uh, kind of piece. Uh, which is called Saving the Planet. He talks about we all are so busy trying to save the planet and not saving ourselves. So it's a little controversial, but of course, uh, it's a good lesson. Here it is, and we talk about it after it's done. See, I'm not one of these people who's worried about everything. you got people like this around you. Country's full of them now. People walking around all day long, every minute of the day, worried about everything. <laughs> worried about the air, worried about the water, worried about the soil. 
Worried about insecticides, pesticides, food additives, carcinogens. Worried about radon gas, worried about asbestos. Worried about saving endangered species. Let me tell you about endangered species, all right? Saving endangered species is just one more arrogant attempt by humans to control nature. It's arrogant meddling. It's what got us in trouble in the first place. Doesn't anybody understand that? Interfering with nature. Over 90%, over, way over, 90% of all the species that have ever lived on this planet, ever lived, are gone. They're extinct. We didn't kill them all. They just disappeared. That's what nature does. They disappear these days at the rate of 25 a day. And I mean regardless of our, our behavior. Irrespective of how we act on this planet, 25 species that were here today will be gone tomorrow. Let them go gracefully. Leave nature alone. Haven't we done enough? We're so self-important. So self-important. Everybody's going to save something now. Save the trees, save the bees, save the whales, save those snails. And the greatest arrogance of all, save the planet. What? Are these fucking people kidding me? Save the planet? We don't even know how to take care of ourselves yet. We haven't learned how to care for one another. We're going to save the fucking planet? I'm getting tired of that shit. I'm tired of fucking Earth Day. I'm tired of these self-righteous environmentalists, these white bourgeois liberals who think the only thing wrong with this country is there aren't enough bicycle paths. People trying to make the world safe for their Volvos. Besides, environmentalists don't give a shit about the planet. They don't care about the planet. Not in the abstract, they don't. Not in the abstract, they don't. You know what they're interested in? A clean place to live. Their own habitat. They're worried that someday in the future they might be personally inconvenienced. Narrow, unenlightened self-interest doesn't impress me. Besides, there is nothing wrong with the planet. Nothing wrong with the planet. The planet is fine. The people are fucked. <laughs> Difference. Difference. The planet is fine. Compared to the people, the planet is doing great. It's been here four and a half billion years. Did you ever think about the arithmetic? planet has been here four and a half billion years. We've been here, what, 100,000? Maybe 200,000? And we've only been engaged in heavy industry for a little over 200 years. 200 years versus four and a half billion. And we have the conceit to think that somehow we're a threat? That somehow we're going to put in jeopardy this beautiful little blue-green ball that's just a-floating around the sun? The planet has been through a lot worse than us. Been through all kinds of things worse than us. Been through earthquakes, volcanoes, plate tectonics, continental drift, solar flares, sunspots, magnetic storms, the magnetic reversal of the poles, hundreds of thousands of years of bombardment by comets and asteroids and meteors, worldwide floods, tidal waves, worldwide fires, erosion, cosmic rays, recurring ice ages, and we think some plastic bags and some aluminum cans are going to make a difference? The planet... The planet. <laughs> the planet isn't going anywhere. We are. We're going away. Pack your shit, folks. We're going away. And we won't leave much of a trace either. Thank God for that. Maybe a little styrofoam. Maybe. A little styrofoam planet will be here and we'll be long gone. Just another failed mutation. Just another closed-end biological mistake. An evolutionary cul-de-sac. The planet will shake us off like a bad case of fleas. <laughs> a surface nuisance. <laughs> you wanna know how the planet... <laughs> I love that bit, man. See, the thing is, I don't agree with everything that he said in that bit about plastic and aluminum... Um, bit but hey man this was recorded like about um, 15 years back george carlin is is no longer living you know um i believe uh, he died about 10 years back so this was like long long back before before covid 19 before the coronavirus but he talked about the biological a small mutation you know and um how things could just change for us 
so he was uh, he was looking ahead you know back in time so i love the way he says you know the planet will shake us off like a bad case of fleas which is like hey man this guy is so good and the sound that he makes to kind of uh, depict that brilliant man george colin yeah and it's so true i agree with him that the planet has been for billions and billions of years you know and we have been like human beings on this planet have been for 2000 years you never know when it will just shake us off you know and uh, there would be someone else inhabiting this planet uh so that's a brilliant piece uh, you know wherein we can't save ourselves and we are going out there saving the planet there's so many injustices so so much of inequality so much of income um inequality so, so much of fighting and hate uh because of race because of the color of the skin or whatever we can't save ourselves and we're going out there saving the planet so it just makes sense you know if you look at it in that way So I wanted to play that bit because I love that George Carlin uh, bit on saving the planet. And then you know, as we go out like saving everything, uh, there there are so many of uh, so many things that we want to boycott, or uh, there are so many things that we want to kind of uh, uh, the, there's so much of strikes and boycotts and things like that are happening because of this injustice thing. And believe me, I'm really tired of fighting against fighting for justice. fighting against injustices so just imagine how people who are victims of these injustices you know what they may be feeling what what they may be going through so we have to keep this fight going you know that's what i feel but of course there's a difference between uh there's a difference between strike and a boycott you know you boycott a movie you know you boycott a uh, beans packet a can beans or uh, you boycott a brand you boycott something because you know uh, because it's it's uh, it's what people decided randomly you know because uh, someone said something that you don't agree with you know if the leader of a particular company has said something that majority of the people don't agree with then they just boycott the brand and that's what we've been seeing you know uh, lately it's just basically a herd mentality it's uh, uh it's it's stupid it's rubbish it's like you scratch my back i scratch yours your kind of back it's like yes uh, ma'am kind of mentality so boycott is basically a herd mentality and i can't follow a group i can't follow a gang i will never follow a huge herd that you know goes in one direction i have my own opinion so you know i'll go by it I have not not opinion I'm not opinionated all I'm saying is I have a way of kind of interpreting a thing you know whatever whatever the issues whatever the matter is I look at it I break it down and then make my own conclusion I'm not just going to follow a herd because majority of them are there you know so boycott is basically lame it's stupid it's like a herd mentality it's like you're just following some great popular people because they told you to do something but when it comes to striking like recently we saw so many sports people sports men and women who literally said that they're not going to play the matches because uh, because one one of the because of the shooting of one of the guys you know uh, so they went uh, jacob blake i believe jacob blake he was shot so inhumanly you know um and because of that so many sports people they went on strike but the way they referred to that kind of strike it was referred to as a boycott and that's not a boycott you know sports any 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 kind of thing where you make money any kind of thing any kind of activity any kind of task that you do whether whether it is on the job or whether it's a freelance work you know whether it's a gig job or whatever if you're making money out of something it's basically a job and if people on that job they get together and go against the system because of a particular genuine reason because they saw because they all got together because and said they're not going to play the matches or they're not going to play the games because the way they saw Jacob Black being killed 
and they were asking justice for Jacob Black. It made sense and you can't call it a boycott because that's on a herd mentality. It's basically a labor movement. It's basically a labor strike because those people are employees. They all got together to fight for justice. So the way the media, you know, rolled off this whole sports people, the NBA players and the other teams, you know, uh, other groups of sports uh, kind of, uh, they went against uh, uh, they went against the system by saying they're not going to play the matches because they they were demanding justice for Jacob Black. Uh, the way the media rolled it off as a boycott was really sad because it's not a boycott. It's, it's basically a strike. But the only thing that I came to know is why it was called a boycott is because uh, as, per, um, as per NBA players agreement, in the agreement it says that uh, they cannot go on strike or they cannot go on a lockdown as per the agreement. So the legal Oxford Learn, uh, Learner's Dictionary defines a strike as a refusal to work organized by a body of employees as a form of protest. That's what Oxford Learner's Dictionary defines a strike as, refusal to work, which is organized by a body of employees as a form of protest. And I clearly see the NBA and the other sports people protesting and asking for justice for Jacob Blake were basically doing it was a strike you know refusal to work organized by a body of employees as a form of protest as opposed to the way it was uh, they labeled it as a boycott now boycott is basically a punitive ban that for that forbids relations with certain groups cooperation with the policy or handling of goods it's not a protest it's different so you can't even label it as a boycott. Now, the problem with why they labeled it as a boycott is because players and sports people, they are, as per the agreement, they're not allowed to go on strike and not allowed to go on a lockdown. So legally, uh, it was illegal. You know, this entire protest was actually illegal when it came, comes to sports people, you know. So then there's another term, actually, to label uh, such a thing, you know, uh, it's called the it's called wild cat strike. Uh, you know, strikes uh, like this, which are illegal, but still employees or of that, uh, you know, a work organized by a body of employees within that group. If they go on strike, it's called wild cat strike, which technically is not legal, but requires guts. They were uh, they were fighting for better. They were not fighting for better pay or fighting for. A better work environment or whatever you know they were fighting for social justice so it's a very it's very it's it's a, it's it's a cause they were fighting for so you can't call it a strike you can't call it a boycott you can't call it a strike because as per the collective bargaining agreement of the nba players and the other groups they're not allowed to go on strikes they're not allowed to go on lockout it is against their the agreement they've signed you can't call it a boycott because they're not boycotting a brand you know, it's not it's not a herd mentality. It's it's a protest for social justice. So such a strike is called as a wildcat strike, which is technically is not legal, but requires guts to do. And that's what the difference between strike, boycott and wildcat wildcat strike is all about. And that's what I learned because I was so against something where you're fighting for social justice and sports people are protesting you know, uh, for, for a good cause. They're asking for justice for Jacob Black. You can't call it a boycott. Boycott is stupidity. It's lame. It's, you know, it's herd mentality. It's basically just joining a group of popular people, you know, who are telling you to do something. And I can't be a person in a gang, in a group, you know, uh, because you told me to do something, I won't boycott it. No way. I won't do it. I have my, my own mind. But when it comes to strike and wildcat strike, it's basically a protest. It's a group activity. It's for a cause that makes sense. And that's what I like about um, uh, this, uh, this whole thing, you know. And I, I, th I thought I'll talk about it because it, it's really close. It really hit me, you know. It's like something that uh, made me think. And I love things that make me think, you know, it makes me really happy that I'm thinking at least, you know, during this coronavirus pandemic, which has affected my mind and brain and uh, my normal work, my normal activity, everything has changed. It's so difficult. But when you think something different, 
makes you feel good. So I love doing this. I love doing my podcast because it makes me think. It makes me wonder. It makes me ponder and uh, think about stuff, you know. So that's what is exciting about it. Anyways, uh, that's all that I had for this episode. Guys, if you want to write to me, please write to me at justanobodypodcast.gmail.com. You can also tweet me on my Twitter handle at M-E-A-R-L-C-O-L-A-C-O. That's my Twitter handle where you can get me. Uh, I definitely respond to whatever comes at me. And if you want to be a part of my uh, episodes, any one of them, please, if you want to correct me what I said and you felt that, hey, man, this, this woman is talking bullshit or she's an asshole, definitely, you could do that. You can write to me or maybe I'll take you on my show for love you. You can, you can say whatever you want, you know. I'll take it and maybe if I have a response, I'll respond to it. And if I have something to learn, I'll learn from it, whatever it is. So don't forget to write me at justanobodypodcast.gmail.com. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. I really appreciate it. From the bottom of my heart. I roll the R in the heart, okay? I would normally say a heart, but heart. I did the, I did the rolling of the R. Anyways, that's all that I had. Um, I'm going to leave you with uh, BTS's song, the, the first official song that I was talking about. And then I'll be on the other side. Uh, what's that? Bring a friend, join the crowd. We want to come along. Word up, talk, talk. Just move every up the world. Down line, sky's the light. So we dance to the breakdown. That's all that I had for this um, this this week. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. And uh, until next time, uh, baby. Bye, 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 bye.